Hey you, come here. I want to tell you something. Do you ever want to be who they want a podcast? Then all you need is Anchor. It's the easiest way to start, and it's free. It has access to tools right at your fingertips. Plus, Anchor does the distribution work for you. You heard me, for you. So all you have to do is download, record, and upload. That's simple. Join anchor.fm today and get to podcasting. Mwah. Apple went on the Rolling Stone. <laughs> yo, 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 podcast land. How y'all doing tonight? Y'all already know what time it is. It is seven o'clock and it is time for the Lux Life Real Estate Coach to go live. So let's give a round of applause for the lovely Latata, Latasha McDowell. Oh, I'm sorry. Exactly. See, I was I was in a moment. I apologize. Fire the producer. Okay. Well, the phenomenal, amazing Latasha McDowell is live and presenting her fabulous guest speaker for the evening, Miss Sherry Proctor. Let the show begin. Hello, right. hello, everyone. Hello, everyone in Facebook land, and hello, everyone on TikTok. Now, if you're on TikTok and you're wanting to actually see Miss Sherry Proctor, I would suggest that you go ahead and like my Facebook page, which is Lux Life Realty, and you'll be able to see Miss Sherry Proctor. Miss Sherry Proctor is a loan originator for Sonovas. Hello, everybody, and I'm Natasha McDowell, your local real estate expert here in Tallahassee, Florida. Now, again, to my TikTok family. I would strongly suggest, because a lot of you have questions about the loan process, your credit scores, down payment, closing costs, uh, the difference between FHA, USDA, con conventional. A lot of you ask questions about NACO, which is where she used to work. So if you guys really, 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 really want to ask questions you can ask me here on tiktok and i'll reiterate it but if you're wanting to ask her directly she is here live on my facebook hello you're a leasing consultant okay well girl go ahead and dm me and we'll go ahead and schedule a time anyway hello miss parker thank you again for gracing us with your presence I'm we're so really back by popular demand i am excited to be here thank you so much for thinking of me I mentioned before that I will be willing to assist in any way possible. Let's let's fire, honey. I'm ready to rock and roll tonight. Okay. Well, let, let's go ahead and get started. Um, for some reason, I could never see the comments, but you can see the comments. I don't know why. But anywho, um, first question. I know that there's been some changes with the FHA. What changes has come along with the FHA loan? Well, the good thing with FHA is that we now calculate only a half a percent of the total student loan balance, which is awesome um, for those of you that have student loans. Um, currently, I have a customer that have over $300,000 in student loans. With that being said, um, three, I'm sorry, 1%, which is the normal amount that FHA used to require that we calculate of the student loan. So if 1% of that, then I would have to calculate $3,000 or add $3,000 into her liabilities, meaning that will reduce her, um, her loan amount drastically because now she's having to pay a $3,000 um, liability payment. Now with um, the new FHA changes, now with a $300,000 loan, she will only, I would only have to calculate $1,500 against her as a payment rather than the $3,000. So that is a great change for many individuals. Now, a lot of you don't have a $300,000 student loan balance. It may be 78,000 or so on and so forth, where now we're only calculating a half a percent of that total student loan balance rather than one full percent. That's amazing. I know with a lot of my clients that when that rule came about, it was very, very helpful um, because a lot of people, their first thing is their student loan debt, their student loan debt, they're concerned about their student loan debt. 
pushing them over the edge when it comes down to their debt to income ratios. But then right. once that change came about, it was able to help a lot of potential buyers, people who didn't think they would qualify before become eligible for home loans. So I can tell you personally with my clients, it has made a significant difference. Um, Cause mm -hmm. I did have a client who, I think she might be your client too. Okay, and moving, moving on. So, her, <laughs> look, look. Anywho, so <laughs> originally she was approved for two hundred, and then once they did the recalculation, it went to two thirty-five. Okay, was a big significant jump in her um her debt to income ratio. Mm -hmm. So, giving giving her more buying power. So, if before in the past that you were afraid to go ahead and apply for a home loan because you was like, oh, well, my student loan debt, I'll never get it. Or if you had been denied in the past because your student loan debt, I would behoove you to go ahead and submit that application again. Would you agree? I would totally agree. And then also when you are applying with a particular lender, make sure you also ask if they have an in-house product um, that would accommodate those with student loans. Every lender should possibly have one of those. And again, that's called um, an in-house loan product. Those in-house loan products have, um, they provide, so for me, let me explain about our program. We have an in-house affordable product that provides, uh, excuse I'm sorry. Me. And what she's saying for me, for her program, she is currently working with Sonova's Bank. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, sorry about that. So with with our with our bank, which we provide an in-house program, that in-house program is called our affordable mortgage program. And our AMP loan, what that does is that that allows an individual with student loans, if you have, if you're under an IBR repayment plan, meaning your income-based repayment plan or income-driven repayment plan, there's there's two, it's the same thing. Um, but most lenders normally um, say that it's an income-based payment plan. So if it's an income-based or income-driven payment plan, whatever that amount is that you are scheduled to pay, that's what we will calculate rather than the 1% or the half percent that we're required to with a government or a conventional loan. So every lender should have some sort of product that caters um, to the student loan individual. If they do not, then that means you need to locate one who does. If you have an enormous um, balance and once they make that calculation for you, even with the FHA, if it still um, you know, brings down that amount that you qualify for lower than you desire, ask them about an in-house program. Thought I'd add that because they should have one, Miss Latasha. Okay. Um, real quick. So someone's asking me that they're currently studying for their real estate advice. Do I have any advice? My advice, if you're going to join real estate, make sure that you're getting into the this particular career for the right reasons. A lot of people become real estate agents for the sole purpose of the money, right? Um, but for me, if the you got to have the passion of helping people. Otherwise, you'll get into it and you'll either fail within your first year or you will have really poor customer service which means you won't have repeat customers, which the whole point in, in real estate is really based upon how you treat your customers and your reputation. It's strongly based upon that. So it's really important that you have strong customer service skills. If in the event that you're not getting into it for the sole purpose of helping other people, then you might want to look somewhere else because you are going to deal with people 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Honestly, there is no hours as a realtor. Even though you may say my office hours are from nine to six, it's really not. People will text you in the middle of the night, be like, wait, we're supposed to go to closing. I'm afraid. What if something happens? What if this happens? 90% of my job is really being a counselor and holding people's hand and walking them through. Because most of the time I'm dealing with first time home buyers, they've never been through this process or never had the situation before. So they're afraid. So really, I'm holding their hand the whole time, not just about the transaction, but really reassuring them that, look, this is a major decision. It's a life-changing decision. So you need to be sure. I'm going to ask you a thousand and one times, are you sure? 
if you walk in the door and you're like, oh, I love this, I'm going to ask you, I'm probably going about to be your dream killer because I'm going to bring in the reality for it. Everything that glitters isn't gold. You're telling me you need more storage, but we're in a two-bedroom, one bath. No. You're telling me you want to see a house that's for $450,000 and your budget is only two twenty. No. So you need to get into it for the right reasons. And as far as studying, learning real estate is like learning a second language. Not that it's hard to learn or anything like that. It just makes you view things differently. It's like once you start working in the medical field, before you just say, you know, oh, this person has a, a broken finger. Next thing you're talking about, they have a broken ligament or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So it changes your language. But it's a very rewarding career. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. I've been in service my whole life. And I can say, and I worked in the medical field from 93 up until this year. And um, I, I can tell you, I like this a whole lot better. Previously, what I've done was helping people with health insurance, social security, disability. I'm oft, I was often the person who they call at the deathbed. But this, being on this side where a person received nothing but joy when they Accomplish a major goal. I wouldn't change change for anything in the world. So Miss Sherry, it says under IDR, I'm paying a minimum which is three point one zero every month. Do I qualify? I think we're going to need a little more information than that. No, is it three? Are they saying three hundred and one dollars a month? It says thirty dollars. Are you saying three dollars and ten cents every month? Yeah. Ask them to. Can you clarify me that for me? Can you clarify? Ma'am. Um, no, I'm asking the person. Can oh, they okay. clarify for me? No problem. I don't think I quite. Okay, they paid $3.10 a month. Okay, no, that's fine. We will use any amount, even if it's zero. That $3.10. $3.10. That's all I will count. I don't care if their balance was $150,000. That's all I will use on that particular program. So to reiterate what she said, on that particular program, if your balance is 100K and them people say that's all you got to pay is $3.10, then $3.10 is going to be used in your income and your DTI calculations. Mm -hmm. All I would need is the document which indicates the um, required payment amount. It tells us that you are on an income-based driven or a pace based payment amount. And this is your monthly payment. That's all I need. The document from that lender indicating that. So y'all do know when we end this live, I'm going to be going on my website to apply for income. He's so funny. For payment. Okay, moving on. Um, three ten is the minimum. The minimum credit score for you guys is, or does it, how does that work? The minimum credit score. So the minimum credit score for any program is 620. The minimum credit score for that particular program that I just mentioned is 636. That's the Novus spelled. S-Y-N-O-V-U-S. Synovus. Yes, ma'am. Sam. Okay, I'm not going to do it, but Synopsis. If y'all need me to put a link in my bio, I can. It's their in-house program. What's the name of it again? You said Ant? A-M-P. I'm going to put it in this chat box. For, yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm, she's going to put in chat box over for Facebook people, and I'm going to put in the chat box for uh, our TikTok people. So you guys, if I'm telling you, if you want... To actually just on my Facebook page because we do the live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Um, this is Miss Sherry's second time back. And each time she comes, you know, she just she just be she just she just amazing. I don't know what to say. Like I gotta keep up with you. Girl, stop. We're trying to get to where you are, you know. So <laughs> why are you so silly? I don't even know why. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
my autocorrect fixed it. I can't stand autocorrect. Can you see it? I can see it, but I'm trying to type it on the TikTok side and oh. autocorrect keep fixing Sonovas. I'm spelling that right. So Sonovas Bank. And it's the AMP loan. As an Apple, Amazon, Mary Pearson, Paul loan program. So, okay, so what about the NACA program? What's your question about the NACA program? Now, before we go and screenshot this information with Sonova's Bank and the AMP loan program, because I know you're going to ask me again. So let's go ahead and screenshot it because, and I might want to go ahead and write this down with no pen of paper around me. Okay. Well, good thing the stream recorded. Ha, ha, ha. So I know you guys are going to ask in the future. And she did say the minimum credit score is a 636. So let me go ahead and put that in there. Does does what have to be with Section Eight? Does NACA and Section Eight not the same thing? Doesn't work. Huh? Now Section now HUD had a program that would allow you to use your vouchers to purchase their properties. And they do separate. Hmm? They do. Is there? Mm -hmm. um, uh gosh, it's not head start the home ownership. It's a they have a section eight home ownership program. And right. they have not every individual that's on section eight is automatically enrolled in that program. So that's something that they have to enroll into. I know for Jacksonville, they only allow 50 participants in the program. Um, they are full to capacity, and once those um have graduated from the program. That way that allows additional individuals to join. And what they do is that any amount of money over a course of however many years it takes for that individual to purchase, any um, a portion of their rent that they're paying every month, a Section 8 is matching that amount and putting it into an um, interest-bearing account. And then once they are able to purchase a home, they will release those funds to us and allow you to have those funds for a closing costs, to pay off debts, to do anything like that. In addition to using that voucher um, in order to qualify for the loan. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, ask, here's my question. Um, can you send a link so I can find that information? Sure, for which area though? Every, every area has a different um, housing agency. Well, I just want the details on the program. Is the program the same nationwide? It should be. For any area that an individual lives, they can just reach out to their housing um, agency to ask about the Section 8 home ownership program. Okay. Okay. So the reason why I'm asking her these questions is because you guys already know. Okay. So... The reason why I'm asking these questions is because you guys already know my whole goal is to do a TikTok to explain it to you all. Now, um, on the when you're saying, can you get more information on In Florida? Florida. It depend mm -hmm. upon the county. So once exactly. I, once she sends me the information, I'll send it to you directly, Ivory. Um, Which county are you in? Which county is she in? Whoever it's it's a guy. He's in. Um, oh, are you looking here in Tallahassee and Leon? But I'll send the information. So when I do do it, I'll make sure I do a TikTok on. That's why I was asking her how um, if there was like a link or something that I can post because I do know that the program is available and I know it's orchestrated mm -hmm. by HUD. Um, mm -hmm. But the part about the escrow amount, that I did not know. Mm -hmm. And, and so you have to check. 
Yeah, you have to check with the county. So which county is he um, seeking information from? Is he in Leon? I don't know, I don't know if it's just Leon. Um, yeah, Leon and Leon. Leon, Leon, Orange, and whatever Tampa is. Because isn't Orlando okay. Orange County? It is. Okay. So, um, Leon, I, I need to see if they're doing the match savings plan there, but I know they are doing the home ownership program. So I will send you some information and maybe you can have one of the counselors. Um, I'll reach one of my contacts to see if maybe you could have one of the counselors come on and they can um, talk to them about the home ownership for Section 8 if you have enough participants here that are on Section 8 because it is an awesome program. And they put you in a position to buy. You are so crazy. I don't know why. <laughs> because that. Because that just gives so many people such an opportunity. And even those <laughs> who are considered impoverished, that gives them an opportunity to become a homeowner, which is the whole reason why I do everything that I do. The whole reason. Do y'all see why I love this lady? You are so funny. So we need Section 8 for Leon County and we're interested in Orange County as well. Leon, Orange. Anybody in Duval? No, no one's from Duval? Anybody from Duval? Okay. Of course we want Duval. Of we want Duval. <laughs> I just can't say Duval. I gotta do the whole Duval. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, yeah. I have a one foot in Duval and one feet foot in Leon County. I know. I'm trying to keep them in Leon though. Okay. Okay. So I'll get that for you. I will um, reach out to them and ask them if they could. Um, even if we, even if they don't have time, we'll get some literature so that we can forward. Either way. Great. So here's what I'm going to suggest for you guys to do. For those who are interested, to make sure that we keep in touch, I need you to either DM me your email or actually the better thing, honestly, would be is if you go to my website and register so that way I can have your email. Because remember, I'm going to be in a hey shot. I'm going to begin doing a newsletter. So this will be the perfect information that will be in the newsletter to keep you abreast of what's going on. Thank you, Danita, to keep you abreast of what's going on so you guys can always be informed. So please, please, please go to my website. The link is in my bio. Give me your email information. That's all I'm, I'm not... I'm letting you know I'm not about to send you a bunch of spam because I don't like a bunch of spam. You're going to get this newsletter once a month. Hey, you can send questions. I'm also, I want to start having entries to come in from you all as well. That way we can address maybe your particular questions, your particular issues, your particular pain points. So we can come up with information because if you're experiencing something, someone else most certainly is. We don't do anything for the first time and we definitely don't have only one experience. So usually we all have a shared experience from different locations. No, go ahead. So please, please, please hit the link in my bio and make sure you sign up because, you know, we get wonderful information like this from my people. It gets to be shared. So um, that's that. That's the big on that. So we talked about FHA. So let's just talk about USDA for a little bit. So with the USDA program, we know it's a zero down payment program. But when we're looking at it and we go to the infamous map on their website, on this map, we're looking for areas that's usually rural areas. But what I always try to convey to people is rural doesn't always mean horse, chickens, cows, what have you. For example, the subdivision that I live in here it's considered USDA territory. I'm 20 miles outside the city, but I i mean, I do have a bear or two, a couple of deer. I cannot. <laughs> a fox here and there. A rabbit. If you ask me in my heart of hearts, I could have sworn I saw a panther. But, you know, nothing. Nothing a little Glock on him. But it's peaceful. So, is there anything I missed about the USDA program in my foolery? 
No, um, as far as the locations, you're absolutely right. And they do have a map. I can send you a link. I'm trying to pull it up now. I can send you a link that has um, where they can just click on the link, put an address in to determine if it's in that particular area or not. You have that already? Yeah, I have it in my bio. Okay, cool. So other than that, um, it is absolutely a great program being that it is 100% financing. Um, you're really probably not going to find a whole lot of that with too many products um, outside of, as I said, like that AMP program or special programs that are offered by particular lenders. Um, it also has, there's no mortgage insurance. And there is a, a fee that they charge monthly for the life of the loan, but that fee is at a, a very minimum. Um, so just say, for instance, I close a loan, it was $280,000. They're paying 70, I wanna think it's $78 a month versus if it were uh, mortgage insurance, that would probably be nearly $200 a month. Okay, so let me ask you this. Can you expound upon when you say it's 100% finance? When you say 100% finance, what exactly does that mean? I'm glad you asked that question because many individuals, when I inform them that they need X amount of dollars in the bank account when they're ready to purchase, they will say, well, I thought you said it was 100%. How can it be 100% if I need to bring some money to closing? Um, so let me explain to you what that 100% means. The 100% means if you're purchasing a home for $200,000, your loan amount will be $200,000. That means there's no difference in the purchase price and your loan amount. That means that's 100% financing. Although it's 100% financing, you do have closing costs and prepaid, which must be paid. The closing costs consist of any lender fees, any program fees, meaning USDA, um, your appraisal fees, um, your credit report fee, your title fees, your survey fee, those types of things are um, calculated as far as your closing costs. So while you don't have a down payment, you do you still have closing costs and prepaid. Um, keep in mind with this program, that is going to be at a minimum because normally, let's say if you have if you purchase a two hundred and eighty thousand dollar home under a normal program, just say your FHA. That uh, requires three and a half percent down. So not only will you have those closing costs and prepays on an FHA, you'll also have your down payment, which is the difference between the loan amount and the purchase price. Does that answer your question as far as the down payment, love? It sure does, Pumpkin. So let me just underline a little fact. Okay. Okay. So it's really, really, really important that when you're going through this home ownership process that you ask questions. It's really important. Assume nothing. Ask everything. That's a good way to say it. I like that. Because it, it, it just will save you so much, you know? Um, Never think that you're bothering your realtor. If you feel like you're bothering your realtor or your loan originator, then you have the wrong people. Period, point blank. If you feel like you are being a disturbance, then you have the wrong people in your camp. Because as well as Ms. Cherie and I get along, your realtor and your loan officer, they should have that same type of relationship working and battling for your future, right? Because we have the best interest in mind. I, I, I'm here to ask questions. And if you don't ask me questions, then I'm about to call you up and say, did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you consider? Did you think about? You're going to get tired of me calling you because I'm going to call you. Because I don't want you to make an ill-informed decision. 
And 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 we all know that's when my husband shows up and y'all can see my phone number. But um, let's see. Do you have to have a rental history to be a first time home buyer? That don't is pay, so funny. <laughs> don't, don't, don't pay attention to it. That I'm is so you. hilarious. I love it. Don't, because you. This is the foolishness I'm at. Don't, and that's husband, as you can see. Really, <laughs> husband. Look, look. <laughs> I could not. Oh, guys, that's so hilarious. <laughs> Can you see we're a match made in heaven? Um, so, okay, I still can't see him. Hi, husband. He's not looking this way. Hi. How are you? I'm all right. How about you? I'm with well. Sherry. And she's my booski. Okay, so the question is, Okay, so let me scroll back. People start asking questions when he show up. So the first question is, do you have to have rental history to be a first-time home buyer? Well, not necessarily, but we will ask for your residency for the past two years. Next question. I know it's not the same, but I'm wondering how the qualifications work. Qualifications for West Sweetheart? She probably mean rural development or USDA. Okay, so what's the qualifications for those? Okay, minimum credit score 620. Um, the maximum debt to income ratio would be 41 or if um, the automated system will approve you with compensating factors. So say for instance, if your debt to income ratio exceeds the 41%, you surely have to have some compensating factors mean many money in the bank. You've been with your current employer for a long period of time. Um, those types of things, just any type of compensating factor could save the loan as far as to stretch it out to allow you to qualify for more. But other than that, the qualifications are basically the same. You even get a credit if you um, have child care expenses. They will deduct that from your um from your living expenses. So it is just beneficial. Oh, they're thanking you for answering, answering the question. Sure, no problem. Um, compensating factors, does that mean 401k? Oh, yes. I love 401ks. Yes. Even though you may not use those funds, but just the comfort in knowing that you have those funds to fall back on, God forbid something happened, they will look at that as a compensating factor because you can withdraw from your 401k as an emergency withdrawal to purchase a home. And if you are going through some type of detrimental situation. Why are you now, looking at me? Do you need to withdraw from your <laughs> No, because I was just talking about 401ks. I was talking about 401ks not too long ago. Oh, okay. So, let me ask you this. Hi. Let me ask you this. In your opinion, if you are using your 401k to purchase a home or for down payment of closing costs, is it better for them to withdraw or to borrow from their 401k? Well, if either way you're going to be taxed, um, I would probably, if I'm, if I'm going to purchase a home, I probably would just do the uh, withdrawal and then maybe increase your, um, the deposits that you have monthly. Does that make sense? So where you were putting in 6% previously, I probably would put a little bit more in to try and help you make up for the amount that you withdrawn. Because if you would take it out as a loan, you're going to have to pay that back every month. And it's going to normally come out of your paycheck. So do you want your paycheck reduced or do you just want to uh, voluntarily contribute back into that account to rebuild it from where you have made the withdrawal? It would totally be up to the person's, you know, whatever they decide to do. But I probably, if I'm purchasing a home, I would just make the withdrawal and then every month increase my savings amount, you know, going into that um, account every month rather than to be forced to do it. 
But see, that's been because you're a good steward. But for those of us who are a little challenged, like, you know, myself, um, I will go with, in my opinion, me, I will go with um, the withdrawal, doing it as a loan. So that way I know the payment is coming out of my paycheck every, every pay period. And I'm still contributing out of my paycheck. So, but for me, that would work that would be benefit you so you're going to continue to make the normal contribution in addition to making the loan payment um okay paul that's not the topic right now and please let's stay on topic okay so the next question is i think i think a loan from the 401k no i'm asking because Aren't you technically paying yourself back? Yes, you are technically paying yourself back. Mm -hmm. Are you also paying your, yourself back with interest? It's, that question See, that's is going to be based thing. on how your loan is yes. structured. When you're taking the loan, you're, you're absolutely right. When you withdraw it as a loan, when you're paying it back, you're going to pay interest on it. You're absolutely right. So you're borrowing your own funds, and when you return it, you're returning it with interest. You're absolutely right, whomever said that. Valerie, you're absolutely right. Right. I, that's why I would personally do the hardship withdrawal and just pay the taxes on it and call it a day. And then if I choose to make increased payments into the fund, I can. I'm not forced to and I'm not making any additional interest payments. But again, if you need to do it whichever way it works best for you, then by all means, do it that way. Right. Because someone else said that they were agreeing with my concept. So, you know, whatever mm -hmm. suits, whatever floats your boat. Right, right. That's, Either that's, way. that's how you do it. Either you way. have those but options. The thing is, is that knowing that it is an available option. Because in talking to buyers, you know, some of people are like, well, you know, I want to be able to purchase a home, but I don't have the money. And so I'm like, okay, well, do you have a 401k? And then they're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And that is always the compensating factor for a loan. So even if you don't use it, say, for instance, your portion, if you were to go um, rule development and um, Latasha was your agent, she negotiated with the seller to pay 3% of your closing costs. If they do that, then you'll probably have to bring in after your binder, probably let's just say anywhere from $100 to $900. So you need to have those funds available. If you have $2,000 in the bank, you're only bringing $1,000 to closing, then you, you've just used your um, 401k as a compensating factor. Because what if your um, debt to income ratio is maybe 43%? When I mentioned that the requirement is really 41 with compensating factors, that can save you that extra, give you a little more wiggle room. So whenever you apply for a loan, even if you're not going to need those um, funds, make sure you let your loan officer know that you do have a 401k, 403b, Roth IRA, whatever you may have. Let them know that you have that. So be sure to provide the most recent statement from that account. Okay, so we've had a couple of different statements that popped in from the TikTok side. Okay. Um, one was, does this apply for credit unions? But I think the answer for that is going to be based upon the lending institutions and what their rules are. Well, no, as far as what is it, the uh, USDA? Yeah. Okay. So any product that you use outside of it being an in-house product, we all have to follow the same guidelines. The only difference is some lenders their, um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank here. Some lenders have the same product, mm -hmm. but they may have a different credit score requirement. Mm -hmm. If you just say, for instance, if you are at a credit union, their investor may allow you to have a credit score of 580 and you use the same FHA loan can, um, requirements as I do, but your investor mm -hmm. may allow a 580. Where in our investor with Sonova's bank, the minimum that we can accept is a 620. 
but the program requirements outside of the credit would still remain the same. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. okay so, so for instance, with a credit union, you just mm -hmm. have to ask them. It's the same product requirements, but they may have a different interest rate requirement. I mean, I'm sorry, credit score requirement. Okay. So Tyler was saying from their 401k, they can only they can't do hardships only when they retire or terminate. Oh, do they work for the state? Do you work for the state or a state? I thought the state of Florida they could uh borrow if they're purchasing a home. Yeah, they can. Normally, the products will allow that. That's why I'm asking, what type of product is it? Is it a, a 401k? Who yeah, administers? It's a 401k, but it's a, I guess the question is going to be who the administrator of the program is. There you go. Yeah. Now, um, someone is asking, wait, first of all, Ness, the answer to your question is yes, you can. Um, but you're going to have to offer more. You're going to have to offer them if you're trying to pay off that mortgage. Your offer is going to have to be that amount or more. Okay, so would you mind explaining to me again how NACA does not consider your credit score? Okay, although NACA does not consider the credit score of any individual, what happens is anything that has happened to you that had a negative effect on your credit in the past two years must be paid in full. So if you had a repossessed car within the last two years, you're going to have to pay that balance in full. No payments, no, none of that. It has to be paid in full. Because of that, that's just showing that for the past 24 months, you've, you've had a clean record. And that's why they can go in and say, hey, you know, you don't have to have a particular credit score. They accept all credit scores. But just keep in mind, anything that has transpired in the last 24 months that has negatively affected your credit, you must pay those things in full. So what about, you're saying paid in full, but what if I was late? Okay, so here's a scenario. What if I was late on paying one of my credit card payments? Would I have to pay that credit card balance in full? Or either if you don't pay the balance in full to clear it off of your credit, then you have, it used to be 12 months of on-time payments. They may have changed it to 24, but it used to be 12 months of on-time payments. So if you were late in January, you cannot purchase until the next January. Mm. But if I was to do something like... Um, do a dispute and get it removed, then I won't have that time frame penalty. Absolutely. Correct. Which goes back to, thank you for circling this for me. This goes back to why I always, always tell you guys that yes, the NACA program is marvelous. It's a wonderful program. It was the, the purpose of the program is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful gesture. However, you still have to work on your credit. Right. So let's just say, for example, like the example that we just discussed, let's say you were late on a payment, credit card, car note, what, what's the never you wanted to be. OK, not whatever, but what's the never it was that you were late on within the last 24 months. Now it's time to go ahead and use our skill set that I taught you about asking to have late payments removed. What if you had a charge off that came into effect? Now it's time to kick in the skills that I taught you to dispute to get that charge off removed. Because who wants, okay, let's say you're going through the whole NACA process and you're getting near the end of the road and then bam, a collections pop on your credit report. Do you want to have to wait a next year? So when you guys are reading people comments talking about the long time that it takes, what they're not telling you is that the long time is because of a situation that they got themselves into. That's the part they're not saying, mm -hmm. right? Which is why my retort always brings it back to tell me why. And if you notice, no one has ever been able to come back and say why. That's for a reason. Because I mean, I have to look at the man in the mirror. Okay. So no matter what you're working on, what you're doing, whether it's NACA, what have you, you still need to work on your credit. Mm -hmm. They're not saying that your decision will be based upon your credit score, but they're basing upon, um, what do they call it? Not not morals, but your character. There you go. Okay. 
it's, it's based upon your character. So if your character is saying that you have flaws based upon your payment history and how you've managed your credit in the last 24 months, then bam. This is why I still encourage you to work on your credit. This is why I put those tools in your toolbox. I don't give you all of the information at one time. I intentionally do not do that. I intentionally piecemeal stuff to you to make sure that you are efficient at certain steps before I bring you to the next step. That's why I'm a coach, a.k.a. a teacher. I don't throw it to you all at one time. No, I give you building blocks to get to where you need to be. I hope it makes sense to you now as to why we went over all the things that we had gone over in the past. So that was my speech. Sorry. Okay. How does NACA work with higher income price homes? So I can answer that. What I want you to do is there's a link in my bio and with the link in my bio, it has their PDF that has the chart that breaks it down for you. No, so the question is, are they using the vantage point scoring system? They did not at one point. Um, <clears throat> the system I think that they were using, you know what? Let me look it up. Give me one second. No problem. That's what I'm here for. One real quick for you. Let's see. Um, they are normally using the same one that we all. Excuse me. <laughs> Husband, you were using my gold scissors? Yep. You didn't have any bronze one. Not the gold scissors, America. Girl, you tripped. <laughs> Not the gold scissors. Okay, sorry. That's exactly right. You would have to wait until next year or you need to reach out to that lender if you join my Facebook group, I have the letter that you can use or you can join my credit restoration, which is the link is in my bio, and you can dispute that late and ask them to remove it. Miss Sherry, I feel like we need to do like a once. I'm gonna have to agree with you. I feel like we need to do a once a week show. I am with you. Whatever makes you happy and whatever helps everyone else to get them to where they need to be, it's fine with me. I just want to look. I'm looking into a file to see which credit. Still investigating the uh, the NACA answer for you guys. You know, I think we should do this once a week. We should do, we should call it credit and tea. Talk about some things. Hey, you, you know what? It really does because everyone just don't realize how um, how let me see. Realize how important credit is that you say at all. So, so like it comes up, Equifax Mortgage Solutions is the company normally used, but for each credit report that are pulled from individual, they have different ones. So for Experian, it's Fair Isaac. Um, and for TransUnion, it's the classic. So it's different ones. For all three, they do not use. Um, because if I'm not mistaken, with um, your retails normally use the Fair Isaac. When you're purchasing a home, it's going through a different mortgage um, review, which normally reviews each individual for the past 10 years rather than seven. So they go all the way back. Not necessarily saying that there that previous information is going to be used, but it also has an effect on your um, your scores. Does that make sense to you guys?
So it looks like fair Isaac is it. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you loud and clear. Okay. I'm sorry, I can't hear her though. Can you hear her? Please pardon the interruption while we deal with our host having technical issues during this live broadcast. And You're a phenomenal guest. You're doing fantastic. We're going to work out these bugs that we've been having, and we're going to put this show back together. But continue. Okay, I'll continue. I have a question from a Paul that says, should I report? Oh, ignore story? that. Please ignore that. That's irrelevant. Like, I don't know oh, what's going okay. on. Okay. <laughs> we've already discussed him. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Thank you. No problem. For more information, as Latasha has mentioned, you can always click the link in her bio and register there. And you can continue watching her on TikTok as well. And I'm pretty sure we'll be more than happy to have you back. I guess she wants to do a weekly segment of this because the people tend to need this information more than anything. I would appreciate it. That sounds good to me. Um, <clears throat> credit is very vital and it not only assists with purchasing a home, but with everything nowadays, you can't um, obtain living arrangements. You can't make living arrangements. You can't get a good job. There's a lot that you cannot do without it. So absolutely. absolutely correct. Agree. Can you hear me now? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. You're back. Diva. Now, I want to say that I did put my phone on Do Not Disturb. However, my son is an exception. And why he called his mom from the other room, I do not know. But I should <laughs> take care of it in a second. So here's the questions that we missed. Um, let's see. Oh, someone asked if they were legal their utility bills. What NACA does that count? Say that again now. If it was if, now. If they're legal on their utility bill, what NACA does that count? Slow down. You said if they do what with the utility bill? <laughs> if they're late. Okay. Only only way that that would hinder an individual is if they're using those as a compensating factor. Because normally if, just say for instance, if you went to NACA and every single thing on your credit report was charged off, they're going to need to pull what's called non-traditional credit. Non-traditional credit consists of your utilities, your cell phone, your house phone, your church ties, anything that they can receive a letter or report from indicating that you have made payments on time for 12 months that would be beneficial for you. So wherein when I worked there, if I saw that I asked you, I always would ask you to gather about five letters. Because although we only needed three, there were probably going to be one or two of them that had late payments on. I would just trash those that had the late payments and only use the ones that have um, on-time payments for the past 12 months. Um, let's see. Is buying into a franchise better than investing in real estate? No, nothing is best, better than investing in real estate. The only thing better than that is Jesus. You know they're what? Not, they're not making any more land. Okay, that's my answer on that. Why? I know, right? I'm just not going to. DJ, what are we going to do with her? I do I mean, not know, ma'am. I don't know. That was an honest answer. <laughs> and that's the best you could have came up with. Mm, right. <laughs> well, I'm not, you know what? I didn't do anything wrong. I don't feel like I did anything wrong. I feel like I gave you an honest answer. 
I'm pretty sure the baby thought the same thing before he made that statement and lost his rest of his career. (laughs) But that's another segment. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Put some respect on my name, okay? Um, What is a good program for credit scores under 600 and getting Social Security, FHA, or USDA? Well... So I don't know if you were here the last week when I mentioned how to calculate the amount that you would qualify for a mortgage um, using the formula that I provided. Um, it would probably be best that if, if I were you, I would probably increase my score to about 640 or more. The reason I'm saying that is because it opens up many different products that you can qualify for that will um, extend the the amount of money that one that you receive and then the money that you can use to purchase the home. So say for instance, if, if you came to see me and your credit score was 640, I would put you in a bond program. I would also put you in a local housing ship program And then right now we have federal home loan bank dollars as well. So I would put you in all three, but I would just need to make sure that your credit score was at least a 640. Now, if you were lower than a 640, then the only thing that I could offer you is maybe your um, FHA or your conventional and USDA. That means you're going to have to come out of pocket with a little more money. So to be honest with you, the better your credit, the more assistance that you can receive um, to be able to, or or more products that are open to you. So that, I mean, that better credit is better possibilities. Okay. So here to, to break it down, what she just said, when she said the Florida, the bond program, the ship program, and you said the Florida housing Federal Home Loan Bank. The Federal Federal Home Loan Bank. Mm-hmm. These are assistance programs that will provide money to help you towards the purchase of your home. So remember how I taught you guys, if you want to know what programs are available in your state, to Google your state plus down payment assistance. So if mm-hmm. you're in California, California down payment assistance program, all the ones will populate. Now, the key to that, as I've told you guys in the past, is that you may find out that you are eligible for a program, but make sure you check with your lender to make sure your lender participates with the program because all lenders do not participate with every program. So that's going to be important before you decide to go and sign up all these different things and start taking classes and this, that, and the other, and then it ends up being a waste of time for you, right? So, and to, to answer your next question, what programs are best for that score of 740? Remember, when I'm going to ask Miss, I'm going to ask Miss Sherry that question, but please remember that she works for Sonovas. So, the subject matter that we're talking about is that she's going to be able to answer the question based upon her organization. Now, it, when she's saying programs and products, that's the different types of loan programs and different types of loan products that they offer. The base are the FHA conventional USDA VA. That's the base. But when she's saying the products, she's talking about how her organization has structured it. So now I'm going to ask you a question and then she'll be able to answer. So the question is, what programs are best for someone with a credit score of 740? You can um, utilize any product that that lender has with a 740. I love 740s. Oh, oh, how I love 740s. You can catch, I mean, you have an un- unlimited amount of loan products that you can use at 740, to be honest with you. Um, meaning which product is best, I would need to look at your um, income and your debt to income ratio to determine which products would be feasible for you. But you will have the um, opportunity to use either product at 740. Okay. Which goes back to credit. Why we need to work on our credit. I'm probably the realtor, the most, the realtor out there who talks about credit more than somebody who actually 
um, as a, a, a loan officer or something, because I understand the importance of that being your first step. Without making that solid first step with your credit, everything else is offbeat. Everything else. That's the key to open the door. Okay? I don't care if you have money saved up the wazoo, but if you walk in there and you're talking about your credit score is a 500, if you are saving and you have that money, let's use that money to pay off some of that debt to increase your credit score. Let's make it make sense. Let's make, I keep telling you guys, money is a tool and you have to put that tool to work. And you have to make that tool work for your best interest. So, Sha, no, you can go ahead and complete it and it can transfer with you. Hey, Corey. Corey, we have Miss Sherry Proctor with for those who joined late, not just Corey, but everyone else. Corey, go ahead and ask your question. We have Miss Sherry Proctor with us, who's the loan originator with Sonova's Bank and one of my favorite people in Tallahassee. Well, she's one of my favorite people in the world, actually. I like she's she's a straight shooter. Did she think so? What he said, what about DJ saying him? Where does that I, put him? First of all, let me know if you live in Tallahassee. Because I know I started with Tallahassee. You live in Tallahassee? On the weekends. Right. Why can my face? <laughs> so the question. Okay. Why, why are you always in your feelings on my life? Right? You always want to be sensitive. How you already know you, my pookie boo? What, what happened to you're number one? You're the best, remember? That was a right. You're the best in your field. You're number one in your field. I She's feel like that was a, that was a sweet way of let me die softly. Hey, get it how you live. So here's your question, Miss Proctor. Uh, is it wise to use a HELOC against a paid off home in order to buy an investment property? You can. You You can definitely do that. For those who do not know what a HELOC is, a HELOC is a home equity line of credit. And But you're just borrowing money to borrow more money. Does that make sense? You're, you're borrowing money from your current home and you're using it to purchase another home. Now, if it is beneficial for you, when you do that, if you're not going to see a great gain from this investment property that you're purchasing, meaning if you have to go in and fix it up, if it's not moving ready and you do not have a renter that is available to rent that property, I would think um, immediately. And if the rent is going to be well above what you're currently paying as the mortgage payment for that property or what have you, how that's going to work out. That's the only way I would do it. If you're going to have to spend additional monies, then I definitely wouldn't do it because now you're going to be paying back two loans rather than just one. The next question, can I use an FHA loan on a foreclosed home? And use an FHA, of course you can. Only problem with that is FHA inspection requirements are, I mean, they are very finicky when it comes to um, the condition of properties. So if there's things that need to be repaired on that property, that foreclosed property, you may have a problem because normally with foreclosures, they will now not allow um a lot of times, Latasha would be able to tell you that portion. A lot of times they don't allow any repairs and they don't pay for repairs. It sure. is what it is. It is what it is. You're getting what you got. Foreclosed home, short sales, it is what it is. Correct. So unless you're walking into, you know, this thing with people, because let me tell you, most people, not all. A lot, how about that? A lot of people, when they know they're in the process of losing the property, they lose interest in maintaining the property. Then they start to feel like 
I'm not going to leave this for this next person to enjoy everything that I've done to this property. So if you walk into a property that's foreclosed or um, a short sale, don't expect for it to be all honky-dory. Don't. Um, Corey, your other question, I'm not answering because this is not that moment. And you already know I'm not going to answer that. There are some newer homes in Texas that are going through foreclosure. What if it's, it's a newer home? Fine. Here's what I do. I don't show any home without my um without my contractor. I don't show any home. You, you very rarely will you catch me, even in a new property, will you catch me do a showing alone. Not because I'm afraid, but because I know I don't know the intricacies that someone at that skill set has. And while I'm showing you the beauty of having the whole Vanna White moment, he's looking under the skirt. He's looking under the skirt. Because especially if you're buying a home that's already established, I need you to have full knowledge as much as I can tell you what's going into and what to expect, especially if you're a first-time home buyer. I feel like if I don't do that, I'm doing you a disservice. I don't want you to be in a money pit because guess what? You're going to sell that house in about five years. And guess who wants to be your realtor when you sell that house? So it works out just as well for you as it does for me to make sure I get you into something really, really solid. Okay, y'all. So we are over time. Miss Sherry, it is always a pleasure. I'm pretty sure I'm going to ask you to come back. I'm pretty sure we're going to make this a weekly thing. So we just got to work out our schedule to see what works for us. So I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate you. What do you mean, absolutely? Like you want a part of this? Anybody ask you for this? No, we. I told you we need to be a threesome. Okay, this is us. Thank you. We're nothing without him. We need big dogs. Whatsoever. Okay, so we will work out a schedule that we can do this once a week. But in order for you guys to participate in this. The full set of trouble. Anyway, in order for you to participate on this, you will have to join my Facebook. Oh Lord. She got a phone call. Rap push it was wrapping it up. Mm -hmm. Get the audio. Well, once I'm again. Need her. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, she's back. Nope, you still have no audio queen. Nope, nothing. Okay. Well, she sends her best wishes. We will. She will contact you soon enough. This has been another ex, ex, uh, wonderful episode. And y'all make sure y'all stay tuned in. And stay Lux tuned. Life section is out, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Y'all have a good evening. You too as well. All right, love.